Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to week seven of the Trade on Sports and the Focused on Football betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton and an on-form Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, great. Thanks, Peter. Hello, everybody. I really should be sipping champagne from a lap dancer's uh, midriff, really. <laughs> but, uh, I'm actually sat in my front room with a cup of tea, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's just been, you've had a good uh, spell on the podcast then, you know, last few weeks. Yeah, I think the last 13 bets, Peter. I don't like to brag because it always comes back to bite you, but 10 wins, a half win, a push and a loss. And yeah, it's not bad. I'm cursing, I'm cursing that Diego Jota for the Wolves last week with that last-minute equaliser, but never mind, we go again, as Stevie G says. Yeah, and we've got a match on uh, starting with Sheffield United versus uh, Liverpool. Sheffield United at home this season, 1-1, drawn not, lost two, come off a very good 2-0 victory away at Everton. Liverpool away at promoted sides, 1-7, drawn one, lost two, and they're coming off, again, a very good win uh, away at Chelsea. Liverpool have won five of these seven by two or more. When promoted sides have hosted top six sides at the early part of the season, they've won three, drawn 17, lost 18, and 10 of these 18 have been won by two or more by the top six sides. Liverpool, they've won their last 15 Premier League matches. You'd expect them to win again, but I don't see any real value in the line. I'm just going to leave this one alone, but it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool make it 16 in a row. Yeah, spot on, I think, there with your analysis, Pete. I mean, they've won their last five games in this spot, Liverpool away to newly promoted sides. Um, I can't really see Liverpool not scoring twice in this game. And the only thing that would you know, give me faith if I was looking to back Sheffield United plus one and a half goals is that after that defeat in Napoli the other week, Liverpool have got a key Champions League game at home to Red Bull Salzburg on Wednesday night after this game. So there could be the potential for Liverpool to maybe take their eye off the ball here uh, or maybe take off the gas late in the game. But really, I think if you're looking to back Sheffield United here, you're clutching at straws. So I actually think this is going to be a regulation away win, people. Laying minus one and a half, I can't do, mate. Villa versus Burnley next. Uh, Burnley won the, the, the only fixture that's been played in the last five years. At home to bottom half sides, Villa's record reads 1-2, drawn 2, lost 6. They're coming off a, well, a topsy-turvy 2-3 defeat away at Arsenal. Burnley away at promoted sides. Strange record, really. 1-1, one, one, drawn 6, lost 3. Coming off that 2-0 victory uh, at home to Norwich. Promoted at home to bottom half sides. The promoted side of 1-19. There's been 13 draws. And the bottom half side of 1-18. Uh, away. Burnley, they've only lost four of their last 12 away and I, I sort of, although there's no value in this line and I won't be betting it, I think Burnley last week beating Norwich we highlighted that how, how you know good Burnley you know looks stats wise. I think Burnley could be a punter's favourite this season. Yeah, they're, they're often undervalued, Pete, and I'm a little bit surprised here by this goal line being set at two and a half goals. In Burnley's 74 Premier League games, away to bottom half finishing sides, and I think you have to assume that Aston Villa are going to finish 11th or below, it's gone 46-28 to the under two and a half goals. So I'm slightly bemused here as to where they've got this two and a half goal line. It's normally when Burnley play away at a fellow struggling team, it's a standard two and a quarter goal line. So I think you're getting quarter of a goal value if you want to back the unders. As you say, Pete, I think Burnley are going to be a punter's favourite moving forward, especially in these spots. I mean, Villa have scored in four of their six Premier League games, but the two games they've drawn a blank in 
Crystal Palace and West Ham. And I think they're both similar teams in terms of the characteristics in, in the way they set up to Burnley. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to take the under two and a half goals in this game. Bournemouth, West Ham next. And these two sides, well, they've started off very well. Uh, but recently it says Bournemouth 1-2. There's been one draw. West Ham a 1-1. Uh, Bournemouth at home to mid-table sides. They haven't been defeated in 10 matches. They've won four, drawn six, uh, lost naught, coming off a, a 3-1 victory away at Southampton. Very good win, that. West Ham away at mid-table sides. Fairly solid. One, four, drawn three, lost three, coming off that 2-0 victory at home to United. Mid-table versus mid-table. And remembering that the line is off scratch here. The home side of 134, the away side of 132. And there's been 25 draws, so nothing there. However, Bournemouth have only won two of their last 10 at-home matches, whilst West Ham have won six of their last Premier League games. However, despite this, I think the value, slight value with Bournemouth off scratch. But again, this is a game that I'm leaving alone. Draw wouldn't surprise me here. No, not at all, Pete. I actually quite favour Bournemouth in this spot. If you take out their record against top six sides, so home games against sides who finished between 7th and 20th, They've won 23, drawn 16, lost 13. So on a line of scratch, you're getting um, a historical trend of 23 to 13 with 16 pushes. I think it could be a little bit of a letdown spot here for West Ham after that incredible win over Manchester United last weekend. And interestingly, they play tonight. We're recording this podcast Wednesday afternoon, folks. They play away at Oxford now in the uh, EFL Cup. Now, Bournemouth, because they were knocked out in the last round, have a full week. Um, sorry, they weren't knocked out, were they? They play away at Burton tonight, so apologies for that, folks. Um, I actually think Bournemouth are going to have a little bit more focus for this game than West Ham do, because I think West Ham, now they've made a good start to the season, I think they're going to really focus on cup competitions under Pellegrini. They need to engender a little bit of sort of belief in themselves again as a club, and now they've established themselves, they don't appear to be in any danger of going down. Uh, so I think West Ham are really going to emphasise cup competitions. And I think Bournemouth, anyhow, he needs to sort of keep this progression going forward for Bournemouth. And I think on the draw no bet market, I think they're a good value. And also on the outright market, if you can get anything over six to four on Bournemouth, I think that's a really good bet as well. Palace Norwich next. Uh, Palace have won the only meeting between the two sides in the last five seasons at, at uh, uh, Crystal Palace. Palace are home to promoted sides. Won five, drawn two, lost three. Come off a one-old draw, as you say, disappointingly, at home to Wolves. Norwich away. Uh, they've won naught, drawn naught, lost three. They come off a 2-0 defeat away at Bournemouth. Mid-table sides at home to promoted sides. 39 games. Uh Mid-table side of 122 of these, there's been nine draws, eight defeats. Palace, they've won only won three of their last ten at home game. That could be a negative. But I think there's some small value back in Palace. I'm not going to be backing this myself. But I think there is some small value back in Palace, as we sort of hinted last week. Norwich could be good at home, poor away. I think Palace, you know, reasonable here. Yeah, I agree, Pete. I mean, it, it depends whether you think Palace are a more reliable home team than Burnley are. And um, I think the jury's probably out on that. They're probably similar sort of teams. And it's the same line as Norwich lost on last week and they lost 2-0. I think for this game, for me, it does a leopard change its spots. And under Roy Hodgson, they're an overall 7-3-3 against newly promoted sides. 
under two and a half goals have gone 11 and 2. At home, it's 3 2 and 1, with under two and a half goals hitting at a rate of 5 and 1. And in the last three games in this situation, Palace have kept a clean sheet. Now, as we've alluded to in previous weeks, we think there's a big road home, home road dichotomy with Norwich. I think Roy Hodgson's going to set up being very difficult to break down, nullify the strengths of Norwich going forward. And I actually think with this goal line set at two and three quarters, Pete, again, I'm going to take that home road split to cash for us. And I'm going to take the under two and three quarter goals. Next up, uh, Chelsea versus Brighton. Uh, Lions minus one and a quarter goals. Chelsea have won the previous two meetings at uh, Stamford Bridge. A home to bottom six sides. Chelsea have won seven, drawn three, lost naught. They come off that 2-1 defeat at home to, to Liverpool. They, they played reasonably well, though, I thought. Brighton away at top six sides. One naught, drawn one, lost nine. Come off a nil-nil draw away at Newcastle. Chelsea, they've won all seven of these um, victories by two or more goals. Brighton lost six of their nine defeats by two or more goals. When top six sides host bottom six sides, the, the, the top six side have, have won 31 uh, of uh, 51 matches by two or more goals. Um, my uh, stats are suggesting that, my, sorry, my ratings are suggesting that the line's correct. However, the stats do suggest Chelsea and uh, that would be my my bet if if. if uh, uh, this, if I was going to have a bet in this, it would be Chelsea, but no bet for me again, I'm afraid. Yeah, and, and I can understand why you're verging away from that, Pete, because obviously we use a lot of stats and trends here. I mean, at home, to bottom half finishing sides, in their last 30 games, Chelsea are 24-4-2. So they've won 24 of these 30 games. And in exactly half of those games, so 15 matches, Chelsea have kept a clean sheet. But they've not kept a clean sheet all season in the league. So what makes us think that even though they're playing Brighton, they're going to keep a clean sheet? And if I'm going to lay one and a quarter goals of the team, I normally have to be very sure that they're capable of keeping a clean sheet. And this Chelsea team doesn't fill me with any confidence at all. And I might be laughed at uh, when people listen to this podcast Thursday and Friday and on Saturday morning. But I'm actually a little bit concerned for Chelsea tonight at home to Grimsby because I think Grimsby will score in that game in the EFL Cup. And if they do, the nerves will kick in of this young Chelsea side. So, yeah, for me, Pete, this is a complete pass for me. Um, I think Chelsea will probably win the game, but trusting the minus one and a quarter goals, it's a, it's a scary bet that for me, mate. Similar game, uh, Spurs against Southampton. Spurs minus one and a quarter goals. Uh, they've got them much the better head to head. They won four, Southampton are one one. At home to bottom half sides, Spurs are good. One ten, draw not, lost not, and they've won five of these games by two or not, uh, by two or more goals. Southampton away at top six sides, one not, drawn two, lost eight, and they've lost five of the eight defeats by two or more. Spurs coming off a disappointing 2-1 defeat away at Leicester and Southampton obviously a, a poor 3-1 home defeat to Bournemouth. Once again, when top six sides play bottom half sides, uh, the top six sides have won 48 of the 88 by two or more goals and they've won 72 of the 88 by one or more. So, you know, again, I think a Spurs victory, but I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure they're going to cover this line. Again, Pete, fully agreed with you there, mate. And uh, obviously, 
saying again, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon and Tottenham lost last night on penalties away to Colchester. Some rather strange and interesting comments coming out of the Spurs camp after the game with Pochettino talking about how he has to overcome the different agendas in the squad and spoke of his side being unsettled. Now, they're interesting words, especially if you're looking to lay one and a quarter goals. And again, the main reason I can't back Spurs here is that, yes, on both teams to score has landed in each of the seven Premier League meetings of the side. I mean, I won't be opposing Spurs here, but similarly, there's no way I can back them. And even though you'd, you'd think after that loss against Colchester, there would be a reaction, it's uh, no bet for me again, folks. Wolves versus Watford next. And this is uh, two bottom of well, both bottom and second from bottom, which is very strange. Um, I'm I'm classing these as top half and mid-table. Um, Wolves, uh, Watford won this game 2-0 last season. At home to mid-table sides, Wolves' record is reasonable. 1-3, drawn, 2, lost, 2, confirmed, 1-0, draw away at Palace. Watford away at top half sides, 1-2, drawn, 1, lost, 7, coming off a disastrous 8-0 defeat away at Man City. I mean, it's pointless really going through top half versus... Uh, Mid-table, really, at the, out of the matches, 78 wins for the top half side, 22 draws, 24 for the away. I think, though, really, looking at my ratings, there's value here uh, with Wolves, but I would certainly tread with care as Wolves have not won in seven Premier League matches. However, Watford have lost seven of the last nine. The value is with Wolves, I feel. Yeah, it's a very difficult game to assess because for Wolves, you've got that Europa League sort of hangover. I mean, the reward it appears now for teams getting into the Europa League is that they start the season bottom of the table after about six or seven games. Um, very interesting here, the stats, when Wolves have taken on teams who finished in the bottom half of the table. And even six games in, I think we can safely assume that that's where Watford are going to finish this season. Last season, at home, against teams that finished in the bottom half of the table, under two and a half goals at Molyneux, went 10-0. No one both teams to score landed at 9-1 to one in those 10 matches. So I find it strange that this goal line opened up at two and a quarter and has actually trended up to two and a half. Now, whether it's the memories in people's minds of that crazy FA Cup semi-final that Watford won 3-2 with a last-minute penalty from Troy Deeney, may, maybe that's helped tick this goal line up a quarter of a goal. But really... I think given the current league positions, we know that this game is going to be played in a very nervous sort of manner. So, yeah, I'm happy to lean towards the under two and a half goals here. Mate. And that, that 10 and 0, that is a very strong stat. But as you say, how much from last season can we project forward to this with these two teams? Yeah. If ever leap into the unknown. Everton versus Manchester City. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Everton are 1-1. There's been one draw. City 1-3. Uh, home to top six sides. Everton's record's reasonable. They've won three, drawn three, lost four. But they're coming off that 2-0 defeat uh, at home to Sheffield United. City away at top of our sides. 1-6, drawn two, lost two. Come off a, a very good 8-0 victory at home to Watford. Top, six, top half against top six sides. 79 matches in the first six home or away games of the season. Home side 123, draw 27, away 29. So it would suggest this game could be closer than, than first seen. Everton, though they've lost three of their last four, City won nine of their last ten away and seven by two or more. I think the value is here with, is with Everton, but you can't just you just can't trust them with, with performances like last week. So again, it's going to be a no bet for me. But I think this game could be could could be close. 
Well, Everton have moved to the top of my hate list, Pete, because I think it used to be Crystal Palace, and now I think I'm getting a bit more of a better handle on them. But I really can't work out this Everton side. As you know, I've been a massive fan of Marco Silva over the past few years, and I can't work out whether he's doing a decent job at Everton or a terrible job. It's just so up in the air from week to week. The performances are that sort of diverse in in their levels. I don't really know. I mean, Everton have won just two of the last 14 meetings of the sides in all competitions. And it's one of those games where they need the crowd to get involved. They tend to in these top six games. And last season, they won half of their games at home against top six sides. But Man City won this game. I think it was 2-0. So, I mean, I don't really know. I can't lean to Everton, but in my mind, I'm thinking like you, that this game could be close because as we've seen over many years, the Goodison Park faithful get involved. So if I was going to bet anyway, the fact that Man City have only conceded in 31 of their 60 away games under Guardiola, despite that perceived weakness in their back line, if I was going to bet the game, it would probably be the 11-8 to of City to win to nil, but in truth, I'm staying well away. Um, a, a game now where I've got a bet. <laughs> Leicester versus Newcastle. Reese Netheads, Leicester 1 2, Newcastle 1 2. Home to mid table sides, Leicester's records reasonable 1 3, drawn 2, lost 5. Come off a 2 1 victory at home to Spurs. They're in some decent home form, Leicester. Newcastle away at mid table, 1 2, drawn 5, lost 3. Come off a 0 0 draw at home to Brighton. Newcastle, they've lost four of the last ten away. So it's not too bad. They're not too bad away. Leicester, they, though, have only lost one of their last nine at home. I think here all the value is with Newcastle. We've seen before, they've done us all right this last, you know, this season away at Liverpool and away at Spurs. And I'm hoping plus one goal, they'll do it again against Leicester. The only caveat in that is that Leicester's matches at home to mid-table sides. And indeed, if we include Bournemouth in that recently, They've had four wins of the last 11 and they've won all four by two or more goals. Well, as soon as you said I've got a bet in this game, I almost cut you off and said, I bet it's Newcastle plus one. Okay. Yeah, I know you like your value on these away teams. And receiving a full goal at the moment away to Leicester, I think is a bit of a reach for me if I was looking to back Leicester minus one. I'm quite confident in backing them on any line up to that. But when it starts getting to the levels of them giving a full goal away, I'm not comfortable at all, especially in this spot where they've lost the last two games at the King Power to Newcastle. The one thing that concerns me is that obviously Brendan Rodgers loves a possession-based game. And, and last week at home to Brighton, they were dominated Newcastle in terms of possession. They had less than 30% of the ball at home to Brighton. I mean, I think Leicester will dominate the game, but we have seen this season, like you said earlier, Newcastle have soaked up the pressure away from home and they they nick that win at Tottenham. So if I was going to bet the game on this line, I would have to probably just lean to Newcastle, but I do think Leicester will win the game, Pete. So I can't take them here at all. Finally, the game of the season, Monday night, Manchester United against Arsenal. Uh, recent net-heads, United 2, there's three draws, Arsenal uh, yet to win. United away at top six sides, 1-4, drawn three, lost three, coming off a, a very poor 2-0 defeat away at West Ham. Arsenal away at top six, really poor. 1-0, drawn three, lost seven, coming off a topsy-turvy 3-2 victory at home to Villa. 
Top six against top six at the start of the season. Home side, 19. Away, 14. 18 draws. I think the line's correct. United, they've won two of their last 11 Premier League matches. That's poor, really, but anybody's stressing the imagination. Arsenal, very mixed away. I don't know. I, I would leave this one. Yeah, it's, it's quite sad in a way in terms of how both teams have fallen so far away from the top of the table that this is now sort of a, a, a battle between two teams desperately trying to finish in the top six and then try and squeeze their way into the top four. When these teams have met historically over the last few years, there's been tons of goals. I mean, incredibly, the over three and a half goals is hitting at a rate of 12 and 10. And you can back over three and a half goals at, I think it's a best priced eight to five at the moment. Um, neither team, I, I mean, I can trust Arsenal to score because they're, they're scoring against everybody at the moment. But I can't trust them to keep a clean sheet. So I think there's going to be plenty of goals, Pete. I think you can get, I think it's just over one to two on the yes on both teams to score. I think if I was going to lean anyway in this game, because I can trust Arsenal to score goals. I think I'll probably take Arsenal plus a quarter, but but for me, it's got goals written all over it. And even when the goal line set to two and three quarters, I'll probably lean to the over. Right. Um, we'll wrap this up. I've only got one bet. It's got to be Newcastle away. However, I do like your under two and a half. Is it under two and a half goals in the uh, Villa game? Yeah, it's two, under two and a half. So that's the one. Yeah. I'm probably not going to play that myself um, as, a, as a main selection because I'm going to try and be really selective. I'm going to take Bournemouth off of scratch and then I'm going to take Palace and Norwich to go under two and three quarter goals because we know Mr Hodgson will like to settle very tactically to close Norwich down. So yeah, give me the under in that game. Right, so uh, we shall see you um, again uh, this time next week and, and have a good weekend. And after next week, then we've got the uh, international break, but we're back normal time next week. Best of luck, everybody.